Shalom to all. Today's off is Erev and Avtsari Zayin. We're starting four lines from the top, the last word on the line. Today's off is sponsored by Esther Rachobas Nechamalka. Hashem should grant her a foolish lema, nachas from the newest edition, and only Shalom Uvracha. Now, the Mishnah Bryce had mentioned finding new tefillin. There was a possibility that these new tefillin were in fact just a kameh, shaped like tefillin. And the machlekes was whether or not a person will go through a tircha of making such a kameh. The Gemara says, Now that we have memor from Avodishmol Barav Yitzchok, Elohim Yishan is water old tefillin, and has ritzuis, the straps, and they're also tied properly. Chadash is new tefillin, as yesh ben ritzuis, v'lemikushars, and has ritzuis, however, they're not tied properly. The kuliyam matarchenish, everyone's going to agree that no one's going to be matriach themselves to make a kameya shaped like tefillin. Remember, the previous argument about tircha was whether or not someone's going to make kameya shaped like tefillin. Now, everyone agrees that no one's going to be matriach. The reason why our Behuda doesn't allow these tefillin to be brought back is because they don't have the proper knot tied. So it's a totally different discussion than previously. So the Gemara asked, so why isn't he just tied into a bow, and then he can wear them and carry them back in. A bow is possible as a knot for tefillin, so that's why you're not allowed to do so, because it's not going to be a kosher knot. Abayam, or he answers, he's consistent with his reasoning, that a bow is actually a proper kosher tie, and the reason why you're not allowed to bring it in is because you're not allowed to make a knot on Shabbos. It's an Isra of kosher. The Gemara asks, are you saying the reason why you're not allowed to bring these tefillin in on Shabbos is because an aniva, a bow, is a proper tie, and therefore you're not allowed to do so on Shabbos. But that means if it's not Shabbos, you'd be allowed to knot your tefillin in a bow shape. The knot we have to make on our tefillin, which is either a dalit or a yod, and the ornament has to be on the outside. There's machlek is what that means. But we see that you can't deviate from the proper knot that has to be made on the tefillin. Either a dalit or a yod, you're not allowed to tie it into a bow. The Gemara answers, You make it into a bow similar to the shape that it's supposed to be tied into a knot, and that would be mutter according to Rabbi Yehuda. However, that's why you're not allowed to do so on Shabbos, because that's considered like a proper kshira, a proper tie, and that's Asra on Shabbos. And the Gemara continues talking about tefillin. A retailer purchased tefillin from someone who's not an expert, and he has to make sure that these tefillin are kosher. He has to check two shalyad tefillin and one shalyad, or two shalyad and one shalyad, and he has to make sure that he has a chazaka that these tefillin are kosher. The Gemara has manavshach. He may chag avar kazavin. If he's purchasing a whole bundle of tefillin from one person, livdaik aishal shalyad aishal shalrosh, he should only check three shalyad or three shalrosh. It's from the same person. He may trade plus a gavri b'zavin if he's purchasing it. From two or three separate cipherim, called and every single pair of tefillin should have to be checked to ensure that that cipher is an expert. The Gemara says, He's purchasing a whole bundle of tefillin from one person. He's a retailer. He's purchasing from a wholesaler, and he doesn't know where this wholesaler got his tefillin from. Therefore, we ask to ensure that all the tefillin that he purchased from his wholesaler, the shalyad and the shalrosh, are proven to be expert and they were written properly. The Gemara says, "Any is that so?" Vatani Rav Bar Shmuel, but tefillin by the Shal Shalyad Vishal Rish, you check three Shalyad and Shal Rish, and my love doesn't that mean Ay Shal Shalyad, Ay Shal Shal Rish, either three Shalyad. Or three shall rush, not three altogether. The Gemara says, "Lie shalish, it's three altogether." Mehen shalyad, mehen shall rush. Some from shalyad, some shall rush. The Gemara asks, "What time Rav Kahana but fill in by the shtam shalyad shall rush?" Rav Kahana said, "You only have to check two shalyad and shall rush." We say, "How many Rebbe he?" That's Rebbe's opinion. Dumber he says, "Betrays him." You have a chazaka. You only need two times for a chazaka, not three. We ask E Rebbe if it's really Rebbe. Aim a sefer. What's the end of that memory? V'chem b'tzevus hashen v'chem b'tzevus hashlishi. Also, in the second bundle of fill that he buys, in the third bundle, he has to check them. E Rebbe, if it's Rebbe, shlishi miyaslei. 
does he really have to check the third bundle? He already purchased two bundles from the same person and they were proven to be experts filling. So why should he have to check the third bundle according to Rebbe? The Gemara answers, My dear Rebbe agrees that if he's purchasing bundles from two or three separate people, he didn't buy it from the same wholesaler that he would have to check every single one. The Gemara asks, If so, that he's purchasing from many different people, even the fourth or fifth bundle should have to be checked. The Gemara answers, you're 100% right. The only reason why we said the third bundle has to be checked and we didn't talk about the fourth and fifth, to exclude from the usual chazaka of two, Rabbi says in this case, you even have to check the third and so on. You would also have to check the fourth and fifth because this is not considered a classic case of chazaka. You're purchasing it from a number of different people. And the Gemara continues to explain the Mishnah we had said, if you found a whole bunch of tzvasim or krichas or tzvillin, and this is different types of bundles. The Gemara asks, my tzvasim, my krichas. What's the difference between tzvasim and krichas? They're exactly the same thing. It's all different types of bundles. Tzvasim is zuve zuve. That's pairs of tefillin that are all bundled together. Krichas, what's that? The krichan tuva, there's a whole bunch of tefillin mixed up together in one bundle and they're not paired off in even pairs. The Mishnah said, Mash Chalein Umevi, and you have to stay there until it's nighttime and then bring them in when you found a whole bundle of tefillin. Vamayas the Gemara, Lahilin Hu Zugzug, you should bring them in pair by pair. Why are you waiting till nightfall? explained to me, If you're able to bring them in pair by pair, the call is Kadim Shkia and you're finished bringing in all the tefillin before Shkia, Machnisun Zugzug, then bring them in pair by pair. Vilay, if not, Mash Chalein Mevian, then you should just wait till nightfall and then bring them in, because anyway, you have to go back after Shabbos to bring the remainder. So you might as well not be on Shabbos itself, wait there till after Shabbos, and then bring them all inside. The Mishnah said, If it's a time of danger, then you just cover them, and you leave, and you don't stay, you don't bring the tefillin back in. This is when there's a lot of tefillin. The Gemara asks, If it's a sakana, you can pick up this whole bundle of tefillin, and carry them less than four amas at a time, and then bring them into the city. So it seems like a stira. Do you have to cover them and leave them, or are you allowed to bring them in less than four amas at a time? Amaravi answers, like Hasha, Our Mishnah is talking about sakana's gaim. There was a decree that you're not to wear tefillin, and if you're caught, you could be killed by the Goyim, so therefore, you just have to cover them and leave. Now, that is not Rashi's first pshat in this Amud. However, when you turn to Amud Beis, you'll find that that's Rashi's second and more preferred pshat, so that's the one that we're going with. We continue, Habas HaKadus Listim, the Brisa is talking about HaKadus Listim. There's robbers, and if they find these tefillin, they're going to degrade them and be mavazah them, and that's why you're allowed to pick all them up and carry them in less than four hours at a time. Tadi Zaino and Beis on top, Amrlai Abai, he said, But Mayu came to Goyim, you just established the Mishnah, that it's HaKadus Goyim, that it's a danger to be caught with tefillin, so you should cover them and then just walk away. So what's the end of the Mishnah? He says, Each person picks up tefillin, he hands it to his friend, and they make this assembly line handing tefillin until they bring it into the city. For sure, that's going to make it very well known, and the Gaim are going to find out it's going to be a danger to everyone. So why would you do that? The Gemara answers, We're missing something in the Mishnah, and this is really what should have been taught. When is it that we said you should cover it and walk away? That's only when there's a danger to your life, so therefore you cover it and walk away. When it's a danger of robbers being mavazah the tefillin, malichan pachas pachas amas, then you pick them all up and you carry them less than four amas at a time. Now these two dots should not be here. The Gemara continues right away. Rabbi Shimon however, he says in our Mishnah, every single person hands it to the next person. It's an assembly line, and we say, "My kamiflagi." What are they arguing about? According to Tanakama, he says it's better to walk a lesson four amas at a time. If you're going to say that one person should hand it to his friend and everyone should hand it to each other like an assembly line, so then Avshemil says the Shabbos. 
Shabbos. Something in regards to Shabbos is becoming very well known. This seems to be like we're treating Shabbos lightly, that we're making a whole assembly line to bring something in from outside the city, and therefore it's not really proper to do. That's why one person should pick up the whole bundle and carry it less than four amas at a time. Umar Savar was of Shimon holds it's better that each person should hand it to his friend. If you're going to tell me that one person should carry a lesson for amas at a time, perhaps he's not going to be paying attention. And he's going to end up carrying it more than four amas in Rishus Rabbim. That's going to be an Isra Daraisa. So therefore, it's better that each person hands it to his friend, even though there's going to be Av Shemil. So to Shabbos, we'd prefer that over a person accidentally being over in Isra Daraisa. And the Gemara continues to explain the Mishnah. Also, his son should be handed from one person to another. The Gemara asks, what is his son doing all the way after in the Shusarabim and not at home? The Gemara answers, Dibay Manasha Tana was taught in the base of Manasha, his mother gave birth in the field. So we say, So why in this case, Rabbi Shimon say, even if there's a hundred people that have to hand them one to another, that's the way we should do it. What's the emphasis of even if there's a hundred people? He didn't say that in regards to the Tefillin. We say, the even though the hands are very difficult for him, meaning it's not comfortable or pleasant for the child to be handed from one person to another, a hundred people, let's say, it's still better to hand them from one person to another than for one person to carry him less than four amas at a time. Again, as we said, Reb Shimon is afraid a person's going to end up walking more than four amas and then be over in Esra Dairaisa. And the Mishnah had said, Reb Yehuda Eimer, Adam Chavis one person can give a barrel of water to his friend and they can continue passing it even to outside the Tchum. The Gemara asks, Reb Yehuda doesn't hold what we have in the Mishnah. Animals and Kalim are just like the feet of their masters, meaning wherever the person who owns them is allowed to walk, so too that's where this animal or Kalim is allowed to be brought. So why are we allowed to take this barrel of water outside the Tchum if its master is not allowed to go outside the Tchum? Rishlakish says in the name of Levi the Elder, skin, what are we talking about over here? They're pouring the water from barrel to barrel. They're not carrying the barrel outside. They're just pouring this water from one barrel to another, and that's how they get it outside the Tchum. Rabbi Hula Tamein, he's consistent with his own reasoning. The Amr, he says, Water doesn't have any substance, so therefore water doesn't really have a Tchum. Rabbi Huda Pater's water, because they have no substance, therefore they're not limited to a specific Tchum. So the Gemara asks, Sumai, so what's the understanding of what the Chacham man responded to Rabbi Yudin Mishnah? This is not going to go more than the feet of its owners. What does that mean over here? If we're saying that the water was being carried outside and not the barrel. So the Gemara answers, Whatever is inside of this, meaning the water that's inside the barrel, it's not going to travel any further than where the owner itself is allowed to go. And they were saying that even the water itself is not allowed to go outside the Tchum. Now the Gemara is going to ask on our understanding of Rabbi Huda. Perhaps Rabbi Huda only holds that water is not limited to a Tchum. That's only where it's absorbed into a dough. But where it's be'en, we have the water right in front of us. Who says the Rabbi Huda holds that it's not limited to a tchum? And how do we know this? Because when it comes to a pot of food, that water is not going to be bottled to that pot of food. When it's right in front of us, it's going to be bottled, meaning it's not going to be limited to a tchum. We have a brass of Rabbi Huda. He says, water and salt that came from outside the tchum, that's bottled into the dough that it was mixed into, and therefore this dough is not limited. It's not bottled in a pot of food because of the liquid. When you pour water into, let's say, a pot of soup, so even though you can't see the water, right now it's just broth or it's gravy or it's some sort of liquid, nonetheless, since we still see some sort of liquid here, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it would be limited to the tchum where it came from. So we see the 
Rabbi Huda is not mekel when it comes to something that's be'en, when the liquid's actually here, even if it's taken on a different form. Elamarava, he explains Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah, we're talking about the barrel was kind of shvisa, so therefore it's limited. It's not to go outside the chum. The water was never kind of shvisa, so therefore it's allowed to be brought outside the chum. The bottle chavis lagabi mayim, and the barrel itself was bottled to the water. Kedidnan, we have a mission like this. If a person carries out a live person out into the shusrab on a bed, pater afalamita, he's pater even on the bed. Why is that? Because the bed is secondary to the person. You're not chai for carrying the person out because we know chai nice is atzma. A person carries himself. That's a live person, and therefore the bed, which is servicing this person, you're also not going to be chai for carrying out. And if a person carries out food, which is less than the shear that you would be chai for carrying out into the shusrabim, the kli, if you carry it out in a kli, patr afal kli, you're patr even on the kli. Why? Because the kli is secondary to the food. It's just servicing the food. And since you're not chai for carrying out the food, you're not chai for carrying out the kli either. So to over here, the barrel is just servicing the water. And since you're not chai for carrying the water outside the tchum, so to you're not chai for carrying the barrel outside the tchum. But now, Masa Rav Yasef, he asks, Rabbi Huda Aymer, Rabbi Huda tells us, Bishayara, when we're talking about a caravan that needs water, and the only way we can get water is by carrying it from outside of this caravan's tchum. One person gives a barrel to his friend, and his friend to another one, and then they could bring it to the caravans. And we conclude the question, Bishayara in Bishayara Eloi. This is only permitted to do when it comes to providing a caravan with water, but not an individual person. So Gemara answers, Elam Rav Yasef Kitanan Nami Mas Nisin, our Mishnah is talking about Bishayara Tanan. It's talking about a Shayara, and that's what Rabbi Huda was talking about. He says, Bishayara, when it comes to caravan, water is allowed to be brought to them in this manner, even if the barrel and the water were kind of shvisa. If we're just talking about an individual, the only way you're allowed to bring it to them is if the water was not kind of shvisa. So even if the barrel was, it still would be permitted because the barrel is tafil, it's secondary to the water. Ravashi Yamar, he gives a totally different explanation in our Mishnah. We're talking about a barrel and water that was hefker, and according to Rabbi Yehuda, hefker, something that's completely ownerless doesn't have a tchum limit, so therefore it's allowed to be brought outside the tchum. So we say, Uman Amrulai. So then in our Mishnah, it had said, Amrulai, they told him, who's the they? Rabbi Yechen it's actually Rabbi Yechen He says something that's hefker actually has a tchum limit. So what does it mean when they, meaning Rabbi Yechen had told Rabbi Yehuda that this thing, this water, is not allowed to go more than its owner. If it's hefker, it doesn't have an owner. So we say, This is not allowed to go any further than if it were to have had an owner, it would have been kind of shvisa wherever it was, and it wouldn't be allowed to go more than 2,000 amas from where it was kind of shvisa. So too, this is not allowed to go more than 2,000 amas from where it was at the beginning of Shabbos. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.